just as a little PSA for everybody out there, there are like four employees in my store that I know for a fact are vaccinated and we are the only four employees that did not get COVID. Hmm. Funny how science works. I know, right? (laughs) So it's my right as American. Well, so it started with uh, with this one kid who came in saying like this girl that he was seeing was sick and she was at his apartment or his house or whatever. And um, he was like, yeah, I don't think she has COVID, though, because she has something else going on. But, you know, her her aunt's a nurse and she's going to bring us some take home tests anyway. So he took the take home test and then was like, oh, I tested positive. So then I have to do contact tracing, which means I have to watch all the tape like from a 24 hour period. Well, I guess it's only like a like a 10 hour period when he's in the store and see if he's in close contact with anybody else. So I'm, I'm yeah. doing the contact tracing and then I see, oh, yeah, he had close contact with um, one of the uh, the other manager in the store. So then. I had to contact that manager and be like, yeah, sorry, you can't come to work for 10 days. So then um, I had another guy test positive. So I had to watch the tape again and he was in close contact with somebody else. So then, so then that person had to be gone. So I was missing four people. And then I had another guy on Christmas day, text the whole group and say that he tested positive. So that was the third person. But then the two people that were on quarantine for close contact also then got sick and tested positive as well. So we had five Wonderful. people, five people total. Yeah. And then then one of the guys that works with, with me decided he wanted to fail the health assessment so he can have a couple of days off because, you know, we weren't short staffed enough. So then we <laughs> so then I was I was only down to three employees for a minute. And uh, and me. So I've been working a lot of crazy hours. That's why we're a little a little late recording this. And um, it's uh, so today is what Wednesday, and we usually record our episodes either on Sunday or Monday. But well, we took a break for Christmas. Yeah, a little, little Christmas break, and no Michael this week. But welcome everybody else to the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Hope everybody's having a a good. Everybody had a good Christmas, and everybody's gearing up for a good New Year's. We're gearing up for some day one, but um, before we do that, I think we're going to talk a little bit about some stuff going on in AEW. As always, you can join in on the conversation with Kevin and I by following us on our Twitter, which is at LiveYourGimmick. That is the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. Mike is a bitch. Yeah, he has one job. Like, you know, that, that, that kind of irked me the other day when he was like, the last episode when he's like, oh, I'm not going to record. That's my only non-holiday day off. Like, this is a fucking job. Like, he shows yeah, up completely I've... unprepared, does not literally put any effort into it at all, and just talks. Like, if that's his idea of work, then it's no wonder he bounces around from job to job all the time. Now, granted, I put about as much effort in as he does, but I didn't bitch about Right. A day off. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't bitch about working. Like literally, we're just having a conversation about wrestling. What's wrong with that? That's fun. We would do it. We would do it if we weren't on a podcast. So why aren't we just doing it on the podcast, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, just ranting basically. Well, then you so, you yeah. were drunk on Christmas and decided to 
text us or send a message in our group like <laughs> grateful for for being able to talk wrestling with us throughout the year and he was like oh it must be the tequila i was like shut the fuck up yeah, dude <laughs> no i mean no i believe me i i was not that bad did i have a little bit of buzz going on sure but you know <laughs> i did mean it and you know it is nice it's it, it's um you know everybody has their thing where they need to kind of just break away mm-hmm. you know sometimes and yeah and granted so there are some times where i'm just like oh i do not want to record tonight you know just from being tired i'm sure you feel the same way too but yeah i'll, uh, I'll be honest with you if we would have tried to do it on monday like i was fucking exhausted monday i think i, I worked like 13 hours on monday i was dead so <laughs> it was uh no yeah yeah, after staring at after staring at videotape for uh, actually Sunday and Monday, I was basically staring at videotape for five hours while watching my employees no. on like somewhat fast forward. So it didn't take me eight hours to do it. But no, I'm glad we did it either because like I was you know because how my work is and I lucked out like the 23rd. I only had to work half a day and then I did not go back to work until this past Tuesday nice. and then and then so I had to work three days this week and then now I got uh, four more days off so oh perfect um, so I had eight and a half days off in a couple weeks so which was kind of nice but it's just it, it, I tell you what for only you know going back for three days this week it felt like the longest week ever I don't know why I just I, I think I, I speak for most people in the world. The time between Christmas and New Year's is the worst fucking time of the year. Oh, it really is. It really is. <laughs> it, it's just horrible. I get. I guess like, especially. I mean, I, obviously, it's the whole high of Christmas and the whole build up, and then mm. you know you have to come down from everything. Now, granted, if you're lucky like me, you get a few days off after, but it's still like just this dead space. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's just fucking brutal so well and you know my 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 wife bless her heart like she you know was trying to overcompensate for not having her mom around this year and Mm -hmm. she like decided to just go way overboard like we literally hosted three different events at our house for christmas and i felt bad because the one was the day after christmas and i couldn't be here because i had to work but you know, we had Christmas Eve, we had my mom's family over, then Christmas Day, we had, you know, some of some, uh, Katie's uncle and, you know, his uh, her cousin, and then on the day after Christmas, we had, like, his, her stepdad's family over, so it was, like, just three days of, like, food cooking, making sure the house was clean, and, like, all that, and I think it just... It wiped her out for sure, and I was wiped out because I had to deal with that, then deal with all that shit going on at work. And man, it's just been right. this has been a week, man. <laughs> like I'm ready for New Year's yeah. to be over and just chill. Like I'm excited. Oh, no. I'm finally yeah. off tomorrow. I can just I can just lay lay around all day, watch TV. You know, it's it's I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's how kind of for us because you know we had Morgan's one brother and his girlfriend come into town from like the 16th to like 21st. Then we had a couple day break, but then we hosted Christmas Eve on her mom's side, which was my idea. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, you know, I, you know, the way I am, I, you know, took care of everything. And, you know, actually I think maybe once for the first time in ever, I got a compliment from my wife Ooh. Um, <laughs> about how, uh, no, not that kind of compliment. Um, but, um, you know, just how I kind of, you know, went, you know, balls to the wall and posting and everything, which I, you know, I'm, I'm like, come on. Yeah. 
I said I was going to. So we did Christmas Eve and then, you know, obviously, you know, Christmas Day or, uh, you know, other brother Joey was supposed to fly in from California. His flight got pushed back to the 26th. So they didn't come in Christmas Day. They came in the day after Christmas. So they're still here. They're still, they're flying back out New Year's Day. We had other family come by too in days and stuff. So I'm just kind of. So you, um, you feel me. So maybe, maybe the yeah. rest of the listeners out there feel us too. So hopefully. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's why I broke into, which I don't really break into hard liquor ever. Hardly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Morgan's dad bought me a bottle of the Rocks Termana tequila. Oh, okay. got me got me the gold. Nice. And let's just let's just say I say I got that new Christmas Eve. What's today? The thirtieth. There's probably about that much left in the very bottom <laughs> of the bottle. So, <laughs> so I guess it's good um, stuff then, huh? Yeah, I tell you what. I definitely if anybody that loves tequila, I definitely recommend it. It is not you know crazy strong like you could just drink it on you know straight up like i do yeah on the rocks that's how i drink tequila straight up um you just sip on it and really it does not like doesn't give you that burning aftertaste or anything n- no and it's gluten-free Ooh. and which helped out with it so you know once lily turns 21 she couldn't right <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> she'll ch- she'll use it to chase down her bourbon <laughs> Her bourbon, yeah. Oh my god, that's a throwback to another I, episode. All right, yeah. well, all right, well, at least that was somewhat wrestling related with the rocks alcohol. So, <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I definitely recommend it. Anybody likes it, so. there you go. All right, well, I'll have to try that out. All right, so I guess we should talk a little bit about pro wrestling since that's what our podcast is all about. So, uh, you know, day one will probably dominate the episode, but I I did want to cover a few different things that happened. Uh, First was Tony Storm's sudden departure from WWE that was announced yesterday. A lot of controversy with this. It turns out that, um, from what I understand, she literally just took her ball and went home. Like, she she flew home on her own dime and basically was like, I quit. So... I, I real quick though, like I, you know, when I had mentioned that in our chat or whatever, and then Mike said, "Well, she get released," and then I was like, "Okay, I need to look into this." And yeah. the first thing I had saw, heard was like, um, that you know, she basically kind of like suppose that. Well, the first rumor was out there was that she asked for her release because you know she's like, "Oh, I haven't been being used." This and that, blah blah blah. But then that story came out today what you just said yeah about i mean she, she has been used like that's the that's the thing she had sasha banks putting her over as a baby face she's been going up against charlotte flair she's had this long-standing rival this this feud with charlotte flair that's been over the course of like four weeks or so and they're putting her in a spotlight with the world champion you know and, and get you like there's been some some goofiness right there was the pie angle where they did that and 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 that that kind of led to the the first the first match and you know there was when she lost the match to Charlotte she like kind of looked like she was maybe pouting a little bit but you know that could easily be turned into like a heel run later on you know if she kind of goes on a bit of a losing streak but apparently maybe she didn't like the creative angle that she had and her way of dealing with it was just to quit and leave, and that's that's unfortunate. I mean, Tony Storm is very talented, but you know, if it, if if you can't like, this is the thing that I struggle with when it comes to when it comes to WWE and you know the perception of like, well, they're not being utilized properly, and you know, I get that 
I get that uh, performers have to trade in a little bit of creative freedom to be a part of w- the WWE machine, but a lot of these guys that have kind of stuck through it and worked hard and and just taken what they were given and and made, you know, tried to make you know chicken salad out of it or try to make lemonade out of it, and and have done well. Like uh, Bobby Lashley is a great example. They're then kind of given the reins to say, okay, we can trust you. Now you can kind of do what you want. Or even New Day, for instance, like they were kind of given the reins. Now we can trust you. You can do what you want. You know, it's almost like a rite of passage. But then there's some other people that just that that don't like that or don't feel like they have to earn that in a way. Um, you know, and, and, and the, there's a few exceptions to this. Like, WWE completely missed the ball on, like, Killer Cross or Karrion Cross and, and, and even Keith Lee to a certain extent because it seemed like those guys were willing to play ball, but they basically just released them anyway. But, like, somebody like, you know, Tony Storm, things like that, like, I, I just – I don't know. To me, it just seems like, well, like you, you finally made it, Tony. Why are you, why are you just dipping? <laughs> yeah. And that's where you you start to wonder too, like, and, and this is only you know rumored in innuendo or speculation, but like, you know, we don't know. Maybe something up here. Yeah, you know what I mean, it could be. Yeah, and, and hopefully that's not the case. But sadly, you know, that's you know that's more and more is that they just we don't know. I'm not, I'm not accusing that she has or anything. I'm just throwing something out there that yeah. possibly maybe she you know mentally is just like. I don't want to do this, or she's, maybe she's it has nothing to do with them. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's nothing to do with WWE. You know what? Sometimes that's how people handle shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. They just leave and take their ball and go home. Well, like, I mean, I mean me, look at, me, me, me personally, like my last job I had. And you know how bad my last job I had with all my traveling I did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I got to the my breaking point where I just like I, I just left. Yeah, and I didn't. It, I didn't do anything proper or anything like that. And but you know what? In the end, it was the best thing for me. I never looked back. Type thing. So maybe this is just like you know what? How she's now is it the right way to handle it? Probably not. Oh, uh, and, and but, I mean, you know, some of the some of the best have done that. Look at Stone Cold Steve Austin. There was a point in time where he did that same thing. He got frustrated with the creative. He didn't like the way that his character was going. He was burned out from, you know, years on the road. And, you know, they asked him to they asked him to lose a King of the Ring qualifier to Brock Lesnar. And he was just like, nah, fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. And, and he left for... He, he, earned the, he earned the right. He earned the right to do that, yes. But what I'm saying is everybody kind of re- reaches their breaking point. I mean, Tony Storm, while she hasn't been in WWE for all that long, she still has been wrestling for a long period of time. And she's gone from, yeah. you know, the UK to NXT and... And, and into WWE, so maybe she was just to a point where she was burnt out. Maybe mentally she needed a break, and maybe after yeah. that break she decides to come back and works things out with the company, or maybe she goes to AEW because Britt Baker seemed really excited that she was a free agent. Uh, Britt Baker tweeted a picture of Tony Storm like holding the you know the NXT UK title and put like something like a, a some sort of emoji with it or something like that. So maybe that maybe she has some friends there and she wants to go there instead. I mean Mercedes Martinez just wound up there on Wednesday. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a what happens. So, but then um, the other thing, you know, of course, and we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit more WWE when we go over date one. But I want to cover a couple things in AEW, and I want to get your opinion real quick. Did AEW already jump the shark with Hook? Oh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like. <laughs> Like I, I, you know, I like I like Hook, and you know, we we praised up and down his debut and how good that was. But 
going into a match with a guy that is literally twice his size and no selling a Rikishi driver and then dropping the guy on his head right afterwards, like, ah, man, that took me out of it a little bit. I was like, really? Really? Yeah, it's, I don't know if, like, like, parts me, like, nobody, like, said this. This is just me thinking it. Like, that was almost like an homage to his dad because there was a t- there was this moment in ECW and nine one one. You remember nine one one? Yeah, you yeah, the all and, yeah, yeah. So so nine one one. His thing in ECW, you know, big dude who chokeslam people, mm-hmm. and he the first time he did it to Taz, he chokeslammed them, and everybody's like, oh my god. And then what did Taz do? He popped right up yeah. and choked him out. Uh, so I don't now this is just me thinking this, it's probably not. Yeah. They never said it or anything. I just wonder if that's something like that, like that's like an homage that like to Taz. But the thing is nobody casually would probably like think of that or know that. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> I mean it is what it is, and it's not like the guy is like a, a top talent in AEW or anything like that. I mean he's a part of a tag team. They're called like the what the like Grizzly Bears or some shit like that. I don't even remember. Yeah. I mean that that's how much I, I know who he is, but at the same time, yeah. like it doesn't do that guy any favors. Like literally Hook just popped out of the move and just kinda shrugged it off like nothing happened. But I don't know, man. That that just kinda was like, ah man, come on. Like <laughs> Yeah, it was probably a little too much so quick. It was a little so. much. And and that suplex he hit him with too. I mean, dude look, legit looked like he might have broken his neck. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a little devastating there. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's see. I'm trying to think of anything else. Um I, I mean I, I guess we we didn't really get a chance to talk about because uh, it happened um two weeks ago, but the uh the Sting, Darby Allen, CM Punk were they all kind of dressed up like each other. That was that was kind of cool. That was a nice little homage. The, the thing I liked about that match is that uh, MJF and Punk really didn't touch much. I like how they, they mm-hmm. kind of teased yeah. that around a little bit. What do you yeah. think of all that? Yeah, it was good. I love uh, who this. I don't know if Sting did his own. I know he always does his own face paint, but if he did, he did a fucking. That was fucking. Oh awesome yeah, with yeah. the punk hands. Yeah, but he might have. I know he always does his own. Um, you know, yeah, like I said, I love the homage with uh, what Punk was wearing, kind of like, his, you know, his colors, Chicago colors, you know what I mean? But, like, with the Sting gear, that was yeah. pretty sweet. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was good. I do like that, too. I like, how, you know, small, small, slow build that they had um, before those two touch, so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, well, the other – <laughs> fucking fucking Cody winning the TNT championship again. And Okay, I'm all I'm all for that. Okay. But how about Dan Lambert though basically admitting that Tony Khan is putting them in a rivalry to try to get the fans <laughs> like Cody more. Did you hear that that promo that he did? It wasn't this past week when he ran down Brandy. It was the week before that when he was like in the crowd cutting the yeah. promo. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was like, he's like, you know, <laughs> like Tony Khan man wants wants you in a program with me, so people start to like you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did hear that, which is like, hilarious. Okay, I, I like way to that. break I like the fourth that. wall there. <laughs> yeah, but I like that they're acknowledging that. That's funny. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. It, it, yeah, you know, honestly, I no, I didn't mind it. I um, honestly, I think that was probably one of Cody's best matches he's had. Oh yeah, in in, in AEW. Um, 
but like, and it was kind of cool too that it was it was a toss back because didn't AEW Dynamite start with Cody versus Sammy Guevara? Wasn't that like the first match that Dynamite had? I, I think so. Yeah. So I mean, no, it, actually, I know it was. Yeah, it's kind of cool. All these, you know, a couple years later to to see those two go again, and I like I loved actually Sammy's promo beforehand by saying like saying that this is a big match for me. Yeah, that might have been true two years ago, but now it's a bigger match for you. Like he. Like I like the way that Sammy kind of turned that around on him, stuff like that. But, um, oh, Bear Country's Bear Bronson—that was the name of the dude that Hook no sold. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bear Bronson. That sounds familiar. Yeah. This is that, oh, I'm thinking of like Bronson Reed. No yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's there's two bears. There's like Bear Bronson and Bear somebody else, but they're they're part of a, a tag team called Bear Country. Jesus so. Christ. Sorry. Isn't that, isn't that like, um, isn't like, uh, aren't like, uh, fat gay guys, aren't they called bears? <laughs> fat gay guy? What? Yeah, like fat hairy gay guys. Aren't they called like bears or like grizzly bears or something? That's like a slang term. I don't know, but that sounds like a new t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, personal sexual preferences of their own. Exactly. Uh, so basically, though, you know, it, it just—I don't know. There's a couple things that definitely stood out. Uh, are you are you excited? We're getting Brian Hangman two this early, or that's also going to be another televised match. Uh yeah. I I mean, I can't say I'm excited either way. I mean, I'm excited to see the match again. Oh yeah, match great right again. Whether earlier or not. I mean, that doesn't really, I don't know, doesn't really affect me as far as. So does does Brian get the win, or are they going to give it to Hangman, or are they going to go another Broadway? <sighs> well, I think they're having judges this time, right? Yeah. They? Oh, yeah, that's right. They're having judges. Oh, that, oh, my God. I that That's what I wanted to ask you about, because that is some old school, like, NWA horseshit, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, no, I love it. <laughs> I know you do. What? <laughs> Um, that almost sets it up like they're gonna go the, the yeah. So it sounds like it's gonna be another hour long match, except this time a judge is gonna decide who wins. Um, but not necessarily because like, so the last time I remember, I know they did it for Flair and Sting at the first clash. Um, but like the last time I remember, it was when Steamboat and Flair had those the trilogy of matches and. The second match, the first match was Chicago. The second match was in New Orleans at Clash. They went two out of three falls. They went like 50-some minutes. But there was a kind of like a um, weird finish to it to where Flair got pinned, but he had his foot on their rope. So when they went to Nashville for the third match, they had judges. So that way if they went to a draw or something happened or whatever, they had judges there. So it made you to believe like, oh, my God, they're going to go to the draw. They've had, you know what I mean? Like, they, they wrestled 35 minutes the first match, they wrestled 50 minutes, and now they're going to go 60. Well, they didn't. Yeah. They went, like, 20, 25 or something like that. So, that could be the case. So, we're like, okay, they're going to make you think they're going to go to the time limit. Or, you know what I mean? So, it does have you guessing, like, so that are they be- going to go to 60 or are they not? That so. being said, though, should they have done another match without judges before and made that the third, made that the trilogy, though? Or do you think it's... I, yeah, I mean I that sounds so. like I that think, sounds like way more drama than. I, I I only I only think that if like. Of course, they're moving off of TNT, so that's they don't need the drama, I guess. Yeah, 
<laughs> I, yeah, I, w- I would only think that if like I don't know if, if like Brian had won the title in the first match mm-hmm. and like this was a rematch and then maybe the rematch they go two out of three fall two out of three falls and then you go to the judges for the rubber match with Hangman winning it back but like yeah um but yeah I yeah I see what you're pointing like they should have done they should have done like. You know, maybe okay. another, maybe not another hour, but maybe like a double count out or like a you know maybe yeah, maybe they I, knock each other out or something like that. Yeah, or even do a two out of three fall, you know, match mm. or something. But like, I really think like the first, I don't know, I don't know if I like the the time of the draws are cool, but it's, it, it it to me it's hard like when it, that's the first one because it's like where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess the only way only way you, only place you can go from here is having it to where okay if we go to the time limit we're gonna have judges and right. they're gonna decide who the champion is yeah so. all right well i mean it paints them into a box like i feel like the but don't I feel, don't do like don't I, do like they did with don't do like they did with sting and flair at the clash so they didn't go 60 they went like 45 because of tv time yeah so they had they had judges so you're thinking okay they had like four judges <laughs> not, so, not even three so, so the judges drawed then too yeah, so like one voted, one voted for Flair, one voted for Sting, one voted at a draw, and then the other one voted for Flair, and Flair ended up winning. And you know what I mean? Like, who the fuck votes for a draw? Who votes know? for a draw? That's so dumb. Yeah, I know. That's like, have you ever watched a show Dancing with the Stars? Yeah. So they have wow. the four, they have the four, ju- well, yeah, with Miz. So they have the four judges on the panel, but literally the, the senior judge, Len, his vote overshadows all of them. So basically, like, the... Th- the three vo- the three judges or like uh, yeah three of the judges could vote for one couple but if he votes for the other couple like his vote counts twice so it makes it a draw and then he gets like final say or something like it's the dumbest shit in the world yeah. like it doesn't make so any I, sense why, why yeah that yeah basically else? just say who does Len want to stay and want to go <laughs> like that's that that's basically what it is because he could like he could veto anybody but yeah it's it's fucking hilarious. But um, anyway, all right. So, a- anything else that I'm missing AEW wise that we can cover before we talk? Oh, Riley. Oh wow, yeah. Wait, what the fuck am I thinking? Kyle Kyle O'Reilly shows up in AEW and is basically Undisputed Era 2.0. You even got the crowd chanting "Undisputed" during their match on <laughs> Dynamite last mm-hmm. night. Um, I mean, he's back to his old look. He he cut the hair. He's not like you know. He's back to the t-shirt and and wrestling trunks. He's not coming out with a weird jacket or anything like that. Um, and uh, apparently, him and Bobby Fish are a tag team called Red Dragon now. So uh, I think it's interesting. I'm curious to where it's going to go because I don't think I don't know. Are you? Do you like the fact that they did that with the whole undisputed era type thing, or would you have rather them kept? And it's kind of weird because O'Reilly and Cole still kind of have a thing like that's carried over from NXT. Like they're kind of to, yeah, yeah. They're kind of like uh, there was something. I said, was it on Being the Elite or something like that? The latest episode where like Kyle O'Reilly said to Adam Cole, like, you know, hey, you know, still kind of mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, um, no, honestly, I mean, you know, and I know. Mike thinks this too. I remember Mike always saying, "Like God, remember how he always said, God, if they ever break up the undisputed era, they need to bring them to the main roster." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I just think they're just better. 
I think Riley's just better in the role he's in. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, he is. He without like, a doubt is. Like, 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 think of this. Like, do you ever, if you look back at like the original Four Horsemen, do you ever, would you ever see Tully Blanchard breaking out and trying to, you know, be a face, trying to take on Ric Flair? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, not 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 the You know what I mean? But like, Undisputed is like, you know, not the Four Horsemen, but like they're there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like. I just you, you never see that you know what I mean like maybe Arnie or something like that but like to me like you know Kyle O'Reilly is similar to that like Tully Blanchard role and while Tully Blanchard was awesome like but that's he his role was his role you know mm-hmm. what I mean just like just like Arn and just like Flair and just like Ollie or Barry or you know what I mean so like I just I think they're just better the way they are honestly. Yeah. Um, well, and, 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 and just those three. I mean, I loved, I loved the movie Roderick Strong. I thought he, you know, Roderick Strong was, you know, the awesome fourth piece. Yeah. But while they're at it right now, just the three of them is fine. And I, I think you could definitely get some stuff eventually out of it with them against Kenny and the Young Bucks. Yeah. So because 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 Kenny and the Young Bucks, I think they turn back face really easy. Yeah. Definitely. R- really, really easy. So. I say one. I mean, I could even see undisputed. Uh, you can't even really call them that. I don't even know what the fuck they would call the trio in there. But the not undisputed era would basically. I feel. I feel like they could even make a, a babyface team in a way because it almost seems like they're kind of painting O'Reilly and and Fish in that babyface mold. You know, they were the two standing tall in the ring, where you had the young bucks trying to create controversy with with you know with with uh, O'Reilly kicking Cole in the face by accident. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, but God, I mean, you talk about, like, forever them to, you know, a reason to create a trio's title. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just with those two yep. teams alone. So, yeah, um, I was, but I think it, either way, like, either team would work, I think, face or heel. Yeah. I was talking to some guy at work about that, too. He goes, now it's time for them to bring out the trio's title. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's, like, too many damn titles to be in with, but... You know, it, yeah. it's. They should have just. I don't know why they created a hose title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, did you see Thunder Rosa's Wolverine outfit? Uh, I, I know I, Michael I might be the better one to talk about that with, but holy I was, shit. I was sorry. I was sorry to get her ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Man, Jade, Jade Cargill is pretty legit. So she's going yeah. into the. Was it her and Ruby Soho then for the. The host title? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I should say that. The TBS women's title. I'm sorry. That's bad. Um, anyway, I mean, they designed it to look like that, though, so that's kind of I mean, it's, it's not It's not our fault. Yeah, it's TBS's fault yeah. for that stupid new logo. Yeah, it's their, their fault for having terrible lettering. Um, let's see. All right, so outside of Kyle O'Reilly, I can't really think of, I, I will say, though, man, it was really surreal like I sent you and, and Michael that picture that I took from my TV last night, seeing mm-hmm. those three in the ring together on AEW TV after they had just dominated NXT for the last how many years was really fucking surreal. Like it really yeah. just shows you how much the wrestling landscape has changed just in a few, like six months really, you know, so, you know, it, it just is, has changed so much with all these people that have left WWE and now you got pretty much everybody just showing up. I mean, Mercedes Martinez is there now. You got Tony Nice there now. You got, 
you know, undisputed era there now. You know, I'm sure Keith Lee's going to pop up anytime. I'm sure Karrion Cross is going to pop up anytime. Or uh, hey, do you know Karrion uh, Killer Cross? His name's Kevin. So from now on, huh. by proxy, you're your killer, your killer, your killer Kevin on our uh, or Kevin, okay, <laughs> Killer Weekly, <laughs> Killer Kevin, Killer Kevin. So you know, it, I really feel like eventually, but at the same time though, like there's a lot of guys in AEW that aren't gonna have a lot of TV time, and they're gonna have to end up going somewhere. I, I wonder if that's yeah. like I wonder if like WWE's like eyed up some talent, and they're like, you know what? If we send all these people here, maybe we can get this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're I mean, not gonna honestly, have any TV time to to use. No, I mean, I think it's about time Conrad needs to start his own wrestling promotion <laughs> so he can sign some of these people. Yeah, there you go. He's got the money to do it, right? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he go into business with Jerry Jarrett. He'll help him out. Well, you know, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh um, my god! All right. So, he fucking hate, hates Jeff Jarrett. I don't know why he does the show. I don't think he hates him, but like on the show, he just you wrote this whole thing about like debating that Jeff Jarrett's not a full horseman and all this and that. I saw I saw a bunch of stuff that that happened with that, but I didn't I didn't I didn't listen to the episode because the last episode I listened to, Jeff went on this like huge ass like rant where he was like pissed off at the people that were that help out with the podcast and like do the research and he was like cussing them up and down a storm. Oh, no, the Austin episode. Yeah, yeah, the Austin yeah. episode. I listened to that oh, one that and was I was it. like, oh, I'm think I'm checking out. And Conrad, you could tell was like getting pissed, but he was like trying to like keep it calm and Oh like, yeah. I mean, they've calmed down since then, but like there's this whole thing on there about how like he cuz you know Jeff Jeter was technically a, a full horseman for like like a couple months or whatever yeah. while flair was flair was like hurt and stuff and like there's been so many things back and forth where flair's admitted that he's a horseman and flair's like jeff was a horseman like he doesn't remember this and that <laughs> so like jeff's like no i was a horseman blah, blah, blah. and and then uh he's he he conrad says somebody's like paul roma was more of a four horseman than you ever were <laughs> he's like paul roma was not a Good four horsemen, blah, 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 which he was a four horseman, right? But this and that, and Conrad's, hey, you shut, you shut your mouth and don't disgrace Paul Roman. He was a world tag team champion with Arn Anderson, so he's he's more, which is true. He's yeah. like he's more of a four horseman than you ever will. Be. So, <laughs> it's just hilarious. Yeah, that's good. That's funny. All right, well, I guess we'll switch gears. Let's get into some. Um, Let's get into some uh, day one. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, the matches, kind of the build up going into everything, and oh, maybe we can do a little prediction. I was called, I was, I was called night one. Night one. <laughs> I remember day one because I just th- think day one ish. Down sense. Yeah, down sense. <laughs> day one ish. Um, speaking of which, like um, Solo Sequoia in NXT, I think that's how you say his name. Um, he kind of probo saying something like, I used to be down with that day one, but now I'm like going on my own or whatever. So kind of acknowledging that he's a part of the bloodline, but is like, nah, I don't need them. I'm, I'm on my own. Mm. I thought that was kind of interesting. 
And I, and really, there's a there's an NXT pay per view New Year's Day or New Year's New Year's Eve. So tomorrow night there's an NXT show New Year's Evil. Yeah. So Braun Breaker is oh, going to yeah. take on Tommaso Ciampa again, and they the uh, AJ Styles is going to head there and face Grayson Waller. So AJ Styles got busy weekend. He's facing Grayson Waller on New Year's Eve, and then facing Omos on New Year's Day. Yeah. Yeah. So now, nah, man, AJ pulling some double duty. Good for him. Um. All right, so let's see. We'll go through the card real quick. So the first match that shows up on here has been kind of built up over the past few weeks with the RK Bronament, which I thought was a really interesting name for a uh, tournament. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, for the Raw Tag Team titles, you got RK Bro going up against the Street Profits. I think it's going to be a really fun match. Um, it's hard to say kind of which way they're going to go because really RK bro is, has had a longstanding rivalry right now with alpha Academy and with Otis and, and all that. And, and, uh, Randy Orton finally was able to RKO Otis on raw. I kind of think that they're going to end up costing RK bro, the tag titles in this, and it's going to go to street profits. What about you? Oh yeah. I can see that. And I can see, uh, like them then taking the belts off of like Street Profits. So I think it's time for, I don't know, RK Bro to lose them. You think so too? All right, so we're, yeah. both, we're both going street on that one. All right, and then the next match that's on here, and hopefully this is just the pre-show match because I can't imagine this is going to be all that entertaining. I hate to say this about Drew McIntyre after the year he's had, but – it's Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. I mean, really? Are we really? Uh, are, are we I think really the, here? I think, the, I, think the, I think the kickoff show match is the one with Cesaro and uh, who are the match Cesaro's in with? Uh, that'd be the um, the dude that follows Sheamus around. Fuck, what's his name? Um, God, the big <laughs> ass dude. Why am I blanking on his name all of a sudden? Um, is, is it Lassie? Is it Lassie? Lassie the dog Lassie no, come home Timmy's in the well no. again I'm just trying to make fun of, I'm just trying to make fun of Irish people trying... I was just trying to offend an entire culture Hey I'm I'm like quarter Irish so it's okay oh, Okay okay it's okay because you're quarter Irish God, What is that dude's yeah. name why am I blanking on it Um Fuck Now I'm going to have to look it up because it's going to bother me um, because he's on SmackDown with Sheamus. He's the other Irish guy. He was in NXT for a while. He was falling around Pete Dunne. Like, I know who this guy is, but I just can't. So he's just, so he just, so he just a little bitch who just falls people around. <laughs> well, you know, he's on SmackDown now. Like, he's basically the heavy for Pete Dunne and, uh, and I think Oni Lorcan. You know, he was the guy who actually took out um, – then he take out like Gargano or Dunn, but then he got hurt. Or he took out Champa, but then he got hurt and disappeared for a little while. And then he kind of came back, and then all of a sudden got called up. But all right, well I'll look that up while we kind of discuss them. So, what are your thoughts on McIntyre versus Madcap Moss? <sighs> oh, did you really want me to say something? <laughs> <laughs> So this this, uh, this rival oh Drew oh, oh Drew Ridge Holland by the way is the name of the guy oh, okay. Ridge, Ridge that's right because he sounds like a, a barge but he's a Ridge got it um, 
Now, so th- this rivalry kind of started, or he looks like a barge, but his name is Ridge. Um, but this rivalry kind of started with, um, you remember when Drew put the sword in, in, um, bald-headed wow dude i can't apparently names are escaping me today i mean this guy who's the guy that pretends like he's in charge um adam pierce yes adam pierce when when drew mcintyre put his sword through adam pierce's desk and for whatever reason madcap moss and baron corbin thought it'd be funny to take the desk and they brought it to happy time with happy Corbin, that little stupid talk show thing they do. And then they had like a yeah. sword in the stone moment where they couldn't get the, the sword out of the desk. So then McIntyre decided to come out and he took the sword out and then swung it at everybody because apparently he's all about decapitating people now. And then he put a hat on and all of a sudden he's in a rivalry with Drew, with uh, Baron Corbin and Madcap Moss. And now Corbin volunteered Moss to have this match at day one. So I kind of feel like Mad Cat Moss is going to win. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to go on a limb and say Mad Cat Moss because Mac and, uh, because uh, Corbin will get involved somehow. Uh, all right. I'll just, I'll go with Drew. You go he's Drew gonna, just to, just to be different. He's gonna, yeah. He's going to stick that sword up. What's his name? So, uh... <laughs> Matt, Matt, P-hole. Mad Cat Moss's pee hole. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then we got. <laughs> then we got Becky defending her Raw Women's Championship once again against Liv Morgan. Is this going to be Liv's moment at day one, or is uh, Big Time Beck still going to walk away as champion? I think it is. You think it's Liv? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go with Liv too. To be honest with you, I just hope it's a better match than what they had on Raw a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they're able to keep the rivalry going. It's still been pretty entertaining. Dude, Becky coming out wearing that outfit where it had, like, the – I think it had, like, the man, like, symbol on it where it almost looked like mm-hmm. like the prince. <laughs> like, it was, oh, yeah. It was, it was pretty funny. So, and then another rivalry that's been <laughs> kind of hot and cold. Like, it hasn't been amazing because of the – like, because of the people involved – I would have thought it had been a little bit better, but Edge and Miz. I, I think the match will be fun. I, I actually kind of enjoyed the wedding segment only because Eric Bischoff was the... Was, that was awesome. Dude, that was great. Dude, when he came... Dude, he got a pop when he came out, didn't he? Oh, yeah. And, and he had the he oh, did yeah. the little smile thing. I The whole time I was thinking, I even tweeted this, like, I need Eric Bischoff as, like, the, the head of Raw. Like he needs, like he he can work one day a week. Just have him fly in. He can be the the raw general manager or the raw like maybe not even call him general manager, but just like the the guy in charge of raw. Like have him start off kind of like a baby face, but eventually mm-hmm. he turns into that Weasley heel that we all love him to be. But I need more Eric Bischoff on TV. Like I that oh, guy yeah. is so charismatic and like he I his he. I, I struggle listening to his podcast sometimes because he just goes into the weeds and talks about the same shit he's talked about a million times and like it just yeah. it gets old after a while. But him as a on screen character is where the money is. Like he is such a good on screen character. I love it. His role as general manager on Raw for all those years is like one of the best. Like just he he I never thought like when he came back i never thought how great he 
would do, but like he was awesome. Oh, he was. Yeah, it. like that was that was the best that, stuff that he has ever done. So like just everything, and, and the stuff he did with Stone Cold. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we need some more Bischoff. Yeah. Like once a week, like you said. I I, I just I, I just I didn't realize how much I missed Eric Bischoff on on TV until I saw him come out for that, and I was like, oh my god, I need more. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I thought the segment was fun. I thought some of the promo work between Edge and Miz has been good. The involvement in Maurice, I think, is is just going to lead to Beth Phoenix. I, I feel like you know, I think she's going to show up at day one and involve herself in the match in some way, shape, or form. But I I don't know. Like, do you think Miz is going to pull this one out? I, I feel like Miz should win because that's what keeps the rivalry going. If if they're going to lead to that, but I, yeah, I, th- but I think so. You think so? Mm-hmm. All right, so we're both going to go Miz, Miz then for this one. Or I, I could see, but the uh, the other way I could see it going, though, is that if, if, if Beth ends up coming out to help Edge win, I think that would be another way to keep it going, though, too, because then Miz can complain, like, oh, you only won because Beth showed up, and that could lead to a match between yeah. the four of them. Yeah, I could see that, too, but... <sighs> You know, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna switch it and go Edge because now now I got now I'm thinking that's how now, now I'm thinking that's the way they're gonna do it. I gotta be I gotta have one different one in there too. So, but what you're gonna go? You know, I was gonna go Miz, but you think you know me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think you know me? So well, J- well, Jason. Well, Jason. On this day, I'm gonna go with the Miz still. Because <laughs> you you see clearly that Miz is gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I cannot stand this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't. Uh, I know. I mean, like, I know he's a, he's a Cleveland dude and everything, and that's all great, but, like, I just can't stand his on-screen character. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I, I, I mean, it's a point, because he's a heel. He's he's an annoying I, heel. I know, but he's just, like... But just everything. It's, like, to me, personally, I think he's just very overrated. Sorry, I said it. Oh, okay. I just, that's just what I think. And I don't care if you're friends with the guy who sold me my house, with the guy who sold me my house hasn't talked to me since we bought this house, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. Fuck that guy. He'll, t- yeah. he'll talk to you in about five years when he thinks you're ready to sell it. <laughs> yeah, I know. He'll start reaching out again. Um. All right, so then you got the SmackDown Tag Championships going with the, uh, for once again, you got the Usos versus the New Day. Um, Man, I, I don't know. Like, we've seen this match so many times, and, you know, uh, it's hard to pick. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't know how they're going to go with this. Who are are the Usos still the champions at this point, or is it on? I think the Usos yeah. are still champions at this point, right? So, yeah. so is New Day taking it from them, or are they going to keep the champion? Like, I feel in day one, I feel like there's going to be a, a, a decent amount of title changes for some reason in this in this this night. I don't know, honestly. Um, it would be nice because, like, you don't really see too many pay per views where like. Every title changes Almost hands. every title yeah. changes hands, yeah. So it would be nice to see that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh-oh. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go New Day. 
I think they win it. I think I think because that's going to go along with my other prediction later too. So okay, all right. So New Day wins the titles. I'm gonna go. <sighs> man, man, I don't know. Ah. Uh... I don't know. I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna say New Day as well. Ride that, ride that King Woods high. Oh shit! Fuck! I just accidentally opened Among Us on my computer, so now it's gonna make the noise of the the game starting. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, I think I stopped it before that happened. I think we're good. All right, all right. Um, so the next match on the card, then we got the uh, WWE Championship match. You got the the champion Big E defending against Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley in a fatal four-way. This, to me, honestly, is the hardest one to call on the entire card. Because I, I, I talked about this the other day that I, I can see legitimately all four of these guys walking away as champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I... You know what? Since we're just in a mood of title changes, I'm going with Kevin Owens. You're going Kevin Owens, okay? Yeah, I like I like Kevin Owens. Um, I I was thinking Kevin Owens too, but for some reason, I just started to get this overwhelming feeling it was going to be Seth. So I'm going to go Seth Rollins. I don't know. I just feel like the the story that those two have right now is probably the hottest thing kind of going. And I think both of those guys have just been doing phenomenal work, and I just feel like it, which which means which means probably neither one of them right more than likely <laughs> yeah. But I just I don't know I just kind of feel like Seth has been so close for a while now, and just the the work that he's put in over the past however many months since he's been back from even before, actually even no I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Biggie I'm gonna say Biggie retains you're gonna go Biggie retains okay yeah all right. No, and I'd be fine with that, too. Honestly, this one is like one of those matches where I don't necessarily think they can make a wrong choice because I think all four of these guys are capable of carrying the title and and doing good things with it. So Mm -hmm. I I, I think I'd be fine with it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Any one of them. Honestly, like somebody said, I don't know if Mike has said it or somebody else said they're like, God, I hate having like. This to make people in a storyline together, whatever. I like it, honestly. Yeah. I, I wish I could see I we could see more of this. Like maybe not all the time, but I love it when there's like multiple people because you have so many matches out of this. Yeah. You know, we talked about last week. Like well, you have and then they the, ended the, up the, doing that. Then that was the best part because literally yeah, I know. we recorded that night and none of us had any idea, but that ended up being the match was the strange yeah. strange bedfellows tag match. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, I, I like I think I think there's a lot to like go from this like with all of them cuz you, you no matter who wins you can have still have so much out. You can have a rematch, you can have just whatever. So Yeah. Oh, and you know the other thing I was thinking about too, what what about what about Seth and and Kevin like uh what about what about the two of them starting a faction together. What if they had like a, a DX style faction together? Like obviously not calling themselves DX and not like, you know, not, not, <laughs> not like going that. around doing yeah. suck it or anything like that. But I, I'm saying like, what if, what if they had like that kind of anti-authority, just 
I don't give a fuck, we're going to do whatever we want type faction. I feel like those two at the heads of a faction like that could be a very formidable duo with with possibly adding a, maybe one or two more to it to like maybe like some up and coming talent to it to really, you know, kind of buck the system a little bit and create some create some unpredictability to the show a little bit. You know, if they like Austin Theory? Yeah, Austin Theory would be would be a great addition to that or I'm trying to think who else is there that isn't really I mean Austin Theory's being used pretty well, but yeah, he would be he would be a good addition to that. There'd be a couple of guys I think that that could be but just the I don't know, just something about the two of them as a pairing I feel like could be a lot of fun to watch if done right. And if they have a lot of yes, if they have a lot of influence in it, and you know they let their creativity go a little bit, I think it could be done right because those two are capable of of really of really being able to carry that ball. They're very uh, Kevin Owens Jericho esque, yeah type, yeah like type thing. So like, um, yeah, I could I'd be down for that, you know. So I guess we'll see what happens. You know, I, we know Tony Khan listens. So if somebody in WWE Creative is listening, we just gave you a dynamite idea. So uh, Tony Khan, just make sure that the royalties go to the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Uh, it, I, it's Live Your Gimmick, L I V Y U U R G I M M I C K at, yeah. at gmail dot com. You can hit me up. So yeah, <laughs> care of Kevin and Jason, not Michael. Yeah, fuck Michael. He's not part of the shit. He wasn't here for the creative ideas. So. <laughs> he's he's sleeping because he has to empty a truck all right so that brings us to the main event because he is always going to be the main event no matter what title he's holding because he is the head of the table he is the he is the one he is the i don't know what else you call him um the tribal I mean, chief. I mean he is roman, roman must pose he is roman most pose Roman Reigns defending his title against the Beast Incarnate, the Conqueror, Brock Lesnar. So we got Brock going against Roman. And man, dude, did you see Paul Heyman's thing with Kayla Braxton on SmackDown? Dude, he's just he's just the greatest. So fucking just, good. He is. He is. He just hadn't shaved. Like, you know, he had the stubble, like his hair was even a little disheveled, talking about how this is it for him, he's retiring. Wow. Like, so good. So good. Yeah, I mean, like, and even, like, to have, like, Kayla Braxton go on Twitter and say, like, how she actually felt bad for him and everything. Like, I mean, just so, you know that, like, and I think Bully Ray said on uh, Busted Open, like, a couple episodes ago or something, he said, like, he said, "This is just the." He said, "It's because Paul's hands are all over it." Yeah, and it's like everything Paul touches just turns like gold. Like as far as storyline wise, anymore. Like he's just so. He said, "It's just it's just such an amazing." Yeah. Oh my god! It just that was so good. That was so good. Did you see where Brandy Rhodes called Dan Lambert on uh, Dynamite last night? Like a half. Uh, like a, a half wit Paul Heyman or something like or less talented Paul Heyman or something like that. Oh no. Like, dude, why are you saying he doesn't work for you? Quit saying his damn name. You know, like I don't know, it's weird. Um but yeah, it, it's uh it, it's just been so brilliant, man. Like it, just his his overall look and 
you know, him talking about the experience and, like, showing him knocked out where he's just totally selling that Superman punch for, like, an hour. Just good shit. And, you know, and, and it's... And, it and he's, leaves, not, he's not being vengeable about it. Like, yeah. he thinks, like, he's like, you know, I'm going to get Brock or we're going to get... Like, he's just, like, legit, like, he's, upset. He's defeated, and heard yeah. about it. And he doubled down, like, and he doubled down on his beliefs. And he was like, I told Roman the truth, and he didn't want to hear it. Like he doubled down on his beliefs, and that 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 even leaves a little bit more intrigue. So, you know, do we see Paul Heyman at day one? That that's you know what I mean. Like, do we do we see that? Do we see him come out there? Do we see him get involved? Like, is ah man, I don't know. I think he almost has to. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, I just don't think because the thing is, like, if you know, I don't know. I think he needs to be involved somehow. Whether he does anything or not, it uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I think he just needs to be uh, involved somehow. Um, does he screw? God, does he screw over Brock Lesnar? Does he? You know what I mean? Like, there, there's so many questions. Yeah, I don't know. Like this, this one is very hard to. It's hard to predict, but I think Roman, or I think um, I say it all the time, but not this time. I think Brock takes the title. You think Brock takes the title? Okay. Yeah, I think Roman held it all year, all 2021. All right. And I think uh, I think Brock takes it. Okay. All right. I like I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, man, I I'm still struggling with it, and honestly, I'm I'm gonna go Roman because I just I feel like they're gonna stretch this out a little further with Brock, and I honestly feel like this whole thing, like I. I I really feel this whole thing's going to be a swerve, and Heyman's going to somehow cost Brock the match. To, to and I can see that too. And and you know this whole this being a whole thing, but um, yeah, man, I I don't know. It's it's such a tough call though, and and I love that I love that it's a tough call. I I'm actually excited that both world championship matches on this card are hard to call and have a have a good story going into it. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's that's the most important thing. Like, if you look through this card right now, every single match, with the exception, I mean, the the SmackDown tag match, yeah, it doesn't really have a, a huge story going into it, but it's it's New Day versus Usos, which has just been a longstanding rivalry. And I guess it does in a way because of, of the storyline they had with the Bloodline a, a few weeks back and everything. And, and It's, I mean, I mean, you got, I mean, the last, like, five to eight years it's been the best tag team rivalry without a doubt yeah maybe one of the best rivalries they've had in the last five to eight years yeah. so i mean so it to me it's it, it and they haven't done it for a long time you know what i mean like john cena and uh randy orton forever you know what i mean yeah. but then they cooled that off and then all of a sudden they like face each other at you know for that unification match you know what i mean because right. it was like Okay, yeah, but it's these two guys. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's that's so you know, I, I I'm actually yeah, I'm pretty excited about that match. Because yeah. you know they because they always deliver. Oh, without a doubt. They're they're gonna deliver. But yeah, every every match on the card, like okay, McIntyre and Moss, yeah, it has a story, but it's a dumb story. So I'm not really looking that forward to that one. But other than that, every other match has a good story and on paper, this looks like it could actually be a really fun and, and solid pay per view. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. honestly really excited to see what they do day one, and I'm really kind of curious day two what that's going to look like the landscape of WWE. Like I feel like 
naming this pay-per-view day one and and having this this type of event like on New Year's Day sends a message that going forward after that things are going to be different. So I'm really curious because a few years back the authority stood in the ring and said we're going to give you more of what we what you want and we're going to we're going to make sure that you're happy and none of that. We sh- all went bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And none of that shit happened. So, you know, but to, to have a, a show called day one and have it on new year's day and kind of set the, the expectation that this is going to change the landscape of, of their business and, and of WWE. I'm really curious day two, then how that changes and, and what changes are made and what's different because I'm expecting to tune into that Monday night raw and big things to happen afterwards. And if it doesn't, and if won't it's that, the same won't old that shit, be, won't, that, won't that be day three though? Would it be day three? No, no. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Cause New Year's day is on a Saturday. Okay. It'd be day three. You're right. <laughs> Smart ass. Okay. So I'm curious. Uh, hey, I'm not this. Hey, I didn't, hey, I didn't make calendars. I didn't set I didn't, I didn't set up the numbers to go one, two, three, Jason. I'm not being a smart ass. I'm just, I'm just sharing the laws of mathematics with you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate now that. Now I'm being a smart now. ass. Oh my god! All right. Well. All right. Yeah. So that that basically you know, kind of turns it out. So I'm excited for it. Hope you are too. And, you know, share your predictions with us. As you listen to the show, tweet us at live your gimmick. Let us know who you think is going to win these matches, what you're excited for, what you're looking forward to, or if you have opinion on anything else that we talked about regarding AEW, did they jump the shark with hook? I think is going to be my, uh, my Twitter poll question or my, not well, my Spotify poll question. And maybe I'll make it a Twitter poll question too, but, um, you know, make sure we answer that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean that's really about it. Kevin, you got anything else or anything else that we missed or you want to talk about before we wrap things up? I mean, I the fact that Mike still has not sent me his address to send the title, I think that this per little prediction thing that you and I just did should be for the vacant gimmick minute title I like because it. I mean I like it. come on. And then we'll just not we'll just we'll just not even talk to him about it anymore. Actually, let's not even bring up the title anymore. It'll just be a thing between me we'll and just, you. We'll just share it back and forth. We'll we'll be the truth. Yeah. Unless he wants to challenge yeah. one of us to a ladder match for it or something. Yeah. And he'll be like, wait a second. Like what? And just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, a, um, he's a champion on paper only. Yeah. That's what I should do. Just send him a piece of paper and be like, you're a paper champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, we talked so. we talked on for about an hour. Uh, sorry for any NXT fans that we're not going to really go in too deep into New Year's Evil. I, I just really got caught up on NXT last night, and I, I don't really feel confident enough to really, really like talk enough about it to to predict it. But I am looking forward to seeing Braun Breaker uh, and, and Tommaso Ciampa, though, because I think that's going to be a fun match. Yeah, and the uh, unification match. Yeah, Carmelo, yeah Carmelo Hayes going up against Roddy Strong I think is going to be a barn burner. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, dude, that Trick Williams guy can talk. Like he's got a, he does have the gift of gab. I'll give him that. He looks like a million bucks. He might not be much in the ring yet, but uh, I mean, the dude can talk, and he and he and, looks good. And for anybody who's complaining about them unifying the cruiserweight and North American titles, you don't need a cruiserweight. Title. No, you don't. You really don't. You really don't like. There's no. Or, you know what I mean? Or, there's no cruiserweight vice- division anymore. So no, there's really not. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just not. 
I don't know. It's just not necessary. So did you did you get Stop. did you get what I was saying about Wade Barrett though in the our group chat that Michael glossed over? Did you hear that? I I didn't really yeah I saw the chat I didn't really get like so so basically like you got Roddy and Hayes cutting promo first it was Trick Williams and um and Malcolm Bivens talking shit to each other going back and forth and that was dude Kevin you would love this segment because you have Trick Williams basically spouting off this whole promo like calling him like saying like he and Mello are about about it and like saying all this stuff and then Roddy goes what the hell did he just say and then Malcolm Bivens <laughs> goes let me translate it for you and then like in the whitest speak ever like translates what he says and then Roddy oh Roddy says something and he goes tell him I said this and then Malcolm Bivens <laughs> translate <laughs> translates it in the That's most like awful. get away possible Dude, it was so fucking funny. But then it went then it went to Roddy and Carmelo going back and forth. And then um but then then Barrett goes, Alright, alright, alright. We've had enough talking. It's time to get to signing the contract. And he sounded just like Mark Henry when he does the things on Rampage, you know, where they do the promos. Yeah. He's like, Oh, we've had enough the the time for talk is over. It's time for the main event. Like he basically said the exact same thing Mark Henry does in that, but said it's time to sign the contracts instead of it's time for the main event. And Mike took that as Barrett was signing a contract. Yeah, I was like, dude, what the okay. Yeah, I was like, dude, just fucking watch a YouTube clip or something. That's all that's how you watch wrestling anyway but but yeah and so that and then you saw that i posted the thing where the wwe twitter said send fear yes <laughs> like, come on man and then taz commented on it <laughs> oh my god you saw the ones i shared too right yes <laughs> oh my god that one fear <laughs> it's so funny but the one where he's like an old man because yeah. he still hasn't come yet. Dude, oh they God. have been running those vignettes since October. I know, it is I, almost I like January. Just, <laughs> like, you imagine if like they don't use him for shit or anything, like they're gonna get like raked over the holes. You, you know, like, you know what I want to see. You remember when they teased Brodus Clay for like months, like that he was this big monster, and then all of a sudden he come out. He came out to somebody's gonna call my mama. Yeah. Somebody call my mama. Like that's what I would. I would. Oh, yeah. I want to see Veer come out to some like weird hip hop song, dancing to the ring with two yeah. two girls by his side with a disco ball in the middle of the ring. Like that's that's what oh, I want to see at this point. I'm ready for Veer to come out in a completely different character than what they've been presenting. <laughs> Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> he, he, should, he should come out like the first like openly like uh, like gay on screen wrestler or something like that. Or not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know something like that. You know, yeah. some flamboyant, some feminine, or something oh, yeah, like that. Oh yeah, yeah, something right? like like like, yeah. a, like sunny kiss almost, yeah. like with the the outfits and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, something like just that something, something to just throw everybody off, like you don't expect. You know, I think that yes. I think that'd be hilarious. Like he comes out in like a tutu or something and a lollipop, yeah. and... <laughs> or, or or maybe you just have him come out and no sell a, a rikishi driver and drop somebody on their head. Yeah. <laughs> Send Veer the fuck. Send. Oh my god. <laughs> and that was the WWE Twitter account that tweeted that. <laughs> I know. Like I would have thought that oh somebody my... maybe doctored that, but I saw the tweet myself because I commented on it. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, oh my, god. my god, yeah. So anyway, all right, cool. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Michael's not here, so nothing to plug for him. So watch his shit. Don't watch his shit if you like toys, I guess that are not sex toys, but um, or buy his shirts that he doesn't make for us anymore. Because uh, <laughs> he because he gets pissed because I come up with ideas and don't buy them myself, but you know. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app of choice. You can find us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, CastBox, Spotify, CastBox, Spotify, and more. So just make sure that you subscribe. If you are an Apple Podcast listener, please, please, please leave us a five-star review. Give us a comment on how you like the show. really helps us with exposure. You know, we enjoy doing this, but, you know, we're only going to keep doing it if our listeners stay steady or go up. But, (laughs) you know, uh, I guess we have been doing this for damn near two, a little over two years now at this point. But, yeah, yeah, that's that's really about it. So thank you guys again for listening, for Kevin. I I, I think you've been saying this is like week two. So, you know, get our listens up because we want to keep doing this and we just keep doing it. Well, I mean, it's not that our listens have gone down for the most part. Like, it, we stay kind of steady for the most part. Like, we'll eventually, eventually we'll kind of creep into the top 200 under the wrestling category, but then we kind of fall out of it. But, it, you know, and then we'll, like, all of a sudden, like, we'll we'll have a couple of weeks where listens are down, but then all of a sudden we'll have a spike where there's, like, 200 in, like, one day or something like that. So it's it's not like we're, we're doing this for nothing. We do actually have people out there listening to us and countries all around the world and all over the United States. So, you know, it's it's not like we're we're just talking to each other here, but, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. So, but I just would like more comments. I'd like more interaction. I'd like more fans to tweet at us. I'd like more fans to, um, you know, to, to comment on our stuff because one, you know, I, I'd be fine with fan interaction. I'd even like to have fans come on the show. I even tried to get a couple of people to, to duel it out in a, in a fanboy fight club style battle, but that didn't end up coming to fruition. So, <laughs> Because they know they get fucked. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they saw our promo battles and were like, I'm not messing with these guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look what I came up with in 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes to go, buddy boy. Yep, and I'm just a dyslexic man. Hey, thank you guys again for listening. <laughs> for Kevin, fuck Michael. I am Jason reminding you smarks out there to be a fan. And always live your gimmick. Goodbye, everybody. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs>